a lot, uh, a lot's uh, happening uh, within the confines of Suffolk County the legislature, and of course, uh, a panel to investigate the situation at hand regarding the cyber attack. Kevin McCaffrey, of course, the presiding officer, also has another situation at hand, which we will discuss. And we say a very good morning to the presiding officer, Kevin. Always great to have you. How you feeling? All right. I'm doing great, Jay. Always great to be on. Great having you. Let's get into the panel of six already in play. Let's go over that. Uh, and uh, now we start the process of getting down to the nitty-gritty. Give me an idea regarding the panel for Republicans to Democrats. Go ahead. Yeah, so we uh, the, the chairman is going to be uh, Anthony Piccarello. Uh, Anthony is the uh, chair of the government operations and uh, IT uh, already. He's the sitting chairman for that. Uh, we thought he'd be a, a natural choice to, to lead that committee. I'll be serving on the committee along with uh, legislator Rob Trotter, who is a uh, former Suffolk County detective. Well, hopefully we're going to use his, his experience and, and investigative work to help uh, help us in our work. Uh, and then Jim Mazzarella uh, also. And then uh, we want to make it bipartisan. So we have the minority leader, Jason Richburg, and uh, legislator Sarah Anker as well on the panel. So we, we look forward to uh, to working together on this. Uh, we, we've, uh, we've worked together on the restoration so far. So... Uh, now, now the uh, investigation be, uh, needs to begin. And uh, you know, you're three months into this thing, just about. You know, we had on the county clerk yesterday, Judith Squall, and pretty much indicated back in January uh, she was a little nervous. Alerted some individuals that saying, you know what, uh, this is going to happen, and when it does, it's going to be devas- devastating. And I'm sure you're going to get some answers uh, to all of this stuff, but quite frankly, you know, it seemed to go on deaf ears from way back as far as the cries out here. Well, I, I, I have to tell you that those cries were not the cries that she said she was making. That was, those are not accurate statements. Uh, she's, she is, she's making right now. And, uh, as the, uh, because I do know what happened and, and I do know, uh, uh, what happened in the clerk's office. Listen, let's not forget the, the fact that, uh, you know, a, a year and a half ago, there was a Bitcoin mining operation going on in the clerk's office right underneath her nose. And uh, where, where the, the electricity was going up significantly, the, the Wi-Fi had, had gone down because it was all being used to mine Bitcoin, and the temperature in, 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 in the offices was, was going up 10 to 15 degrees every day, and, and nobody knew what was going on. So I think that the, uh, that the clerk should be one of the last people to be making decisions about IT. And, and the question she raised was not about intrusions. It wasn't about IT security. Uh, it is about other infrastructure improvements, which we, we gave her. Okay, so uh, I, I think when, but I don't want to jump to conclusions, and we're going to have the committee do its work, uh, but I don't think it's helpful for anybody to be out front and start pointing fingers until we all the facts are in and we're both having That's all those. That's fair. Uh, it was alarming, though, so let's see what happens uh, when we get down to it, Kevin, I'm sure one of the things of question will be dollars put towards uh, kind of offsetting something of this nature. Uh, and I think a lot of people will want to know, well, if they're in place, where do the dollars go? They certainly did not help. I'm sure that will be a focal point as we get down to this stuff. A- absolutely. You know, Jay, we're going to look at, you know, from top to bottom on this, you know, uh, we did start making investments, significant investments in our IT infrastructure. And, uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that was lacking was having, you know, a, a true IT professional. That's something that uh, they're saying you should have. Look, New York State didn't have one until just a few years ago. And uh, we needed somebody to coordinate all those efforts. We have 
multiple departments. We have multiple elected officials with their own systems. We need to coordinate all this stuff and make sure the investments we're making in this are things that are going to protect us and protect the data of, of all the residents of Suffolk County, including myself, whose Social Security number, is, is I'm told, has been compromised as well. So um, we, we all have a vested interest in this, and we're going to make sure that we're going to make those proper investments to, to protect our IT infrastructure and the data that's related to that. Again, McCaffrey with us. Panel of six in play. Here we go as far as uh, getting some answers. So give us an idea, give the audience an idea, Kevin, as far as how the process will work. Team in play, questioning to start. How long do you expect this to kind of go on? Um, everybody will be under oath, correct? Based Basically via subpoena power. That's what the subpoena power is all about. Got to answer questions. Everything will be under oath. That's correct. So we're going to have our first meeting is going to be uh, shortly after the first of the year. We're going to have our organizational meeting, uh, which is an annual uh, our first kickoff meeting for the for the for the legislature. And then we're going to uh, we're going to meet. We're going to hire counsel. We're interviewing uh, different uh, lawyers right now to see who would be a, a good fit or the best fit for us uh, for, for to help us in 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 this invest lead in this investigation. We're going to be able to hire IT professionals that can help us. Uh, bridge bridge the the gap for us between uh, what we know as uh, about IT versus what we uh, the, the detailed people know. So we, we're going to be hiring those professionals. We're going to set up some some guidelines for how the committee is going to operate, and then we're going to determine uh, who we're going to bring in and to and and to and when. And we're going to it depends uh, about if they're going to have to be subpoenaed, whether they're going to be under oath. I I think most people are, are going to come willingly and say, look, this is. This is what happened, and and uh, they want to tell their story, and uh, so that's how we're going to proceed. We're going to we're going to go slowly. We still have to wait for the uh, the report that's being done, the forensic report that's being done for us by the people that we hired, and that will help show uh, right away where some of the gaps were in our system. And I think that will be a good roadmap for us to determine how we're going to move forward with this committee. You know, it's interesting too, and you know, if, again, this will this will play out as the questioning does, folks, but. Uh, emails, I guess, obtained by Newsday uh, shows that when everything occurred, there was an elapsed time frame here, about four hours, before the rest of the county's computer networks encompassing the nearly, uh, was it, 600 servers, Kevin, I think, uh, from uh, from Hompong to Riverhead were severed from access to the outside world, uh, thus kind of starting the clock on the broader response to the attack itself, and you know, one of the big questions when you read something like this, again, why so much time elapsed? Did anybody, I mean, that's what IT commissioners are in place, you see. And that's where I have a problem, if true, regarding the time frame there, as far as completely severing the actions of all the servers and whatnot, knowing something might have taken place four hours earlier. Yeah. And I'm sure that's going to be a focal point as well, as far as why the gap. Why so long, you know? Uh, exactly. We're going to look at all these things, including the timing, when when the county IT was alerted. And I can tell you that uh, th there was knowledge of what was, that there was a problem prior to them uh, the day before uh, that there was a problem. So uh, we, 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 we're going to wait for all the facts to come out. So I'm hearing different stories. And until we get the timelines on this, until we get people that are going to come forward under oath, if need be, uh, to testify uh, as to what happened, I, I think the, the timing 
uh, is, is all a little, a little cloudy right now. And understand, to shut down a system, it takes quite a while, and you have to determine whether or not there is a threat and, and make sure that it, it is something that you, you would require shutting down the system. So I, I think we still have a lot of facts to come out, and we, we're gonna, one of those things we are going to discuss is the timing and everybody's actions uh, related to when the warning signs first went up. Uh, presiding Officer uh, Kevin uh, McCaffrey uh, with us, ladies and gentlemen. Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, you will announce a bill later on repealing the red light camera ticket administration fee, uh, which is, what, about 30 bucks, I would think. Um, so yeah. that's going to be in play today. Talk to me a little bit about that. Go ahead. That's- sure. So uh, legislator Rob Trotter has put this bill forward, and uh, they, they have, so on top of the, the fine that you pay for the red light camera ticket, there's a $30 surcharge. And there's a question about whether or not that, that was legal or not. Uh, there has been court challenges uh, that, that have said that, it, that uh, it is not legal, and then there's been appeals that said that, that it is, and it's being appealed, uh, appealed again. And look, we're on the side of, of taking a whole look at these red light cameras. As we don't want it to be a money grab. It, it needs to be something that was what was intended for, which was safety of our residents. We know sometimes people have a callous disregard uh, for you know for, for traffic devices, and uh, but we, we need to find that balance. And, and we think that that thirty dollars is just a money grab on top of the fine that they're already getting. So that's I think it's a, it's a good move on our part uh, in the event that it is found to. To be uh, illegal, we, we will be able to, uh, you know, get, get ahead of the curve. But we, we think that the uh, fine of fifty dollars is sufficient enough to, to send the message to people, and we don't they don't need the thirty dollars. We've actually lowered the the estimates in in the budget for red light camera revenue in anticipation of of, of this happening. Way Mr. Picarello wrote that bill, Anthony. That I do believe, and Democrats killed it for a couple of years. So yeah. um, yep. that is something to keep in mind. Listen, I've been talking about this red light camera stuff forever. Okay, everybody knows yep. that. It's a money, no question on my end, it's a money grab. Always has been. I never liked it, yep. especially uh, when there were maladies with many of these cameras not being uniformed in nature and whatnot. I'm going to tell you right now, we've had a zillion complaints. I have. Uh, people can't understand it. You know, you're at a light, you stop, you make the turn, and you still get the ticket. Can't figure it out. Never, you, you never could. You got to be Einstein to figure this stuff out. And that's why I've always had retribution regarding the system, how it was set up. So maybe uh, you'll shed a little more light on this stuff with the start of this today. You know? Yes. Well, I, so beyond the, beyond just this uh, doing away with the uh, the uh, administration fee, uh, we have a we're doing a complete evaluation of all of these red light camera locations. And there are many of these locations where accidents with injuries have gone up since those cameras have been put in there. And uh, for various reasons, it could be sight lines, it could be the speed of the roadway, and it and, and could be, you know, whatever's going on at, at that intersection could cause that, that, that to be a bad place to have a red light camera. So we're looking at the data, and, and we're going to say that if accidents with injuries are going up over a significant amount of time, we need to take that red light camera in, uh, out of there because it's doing more harm than it's doing good. And so we're in the process of doing that. You're going to see those uh, that report coming out shortly after the first of the year. Uh, we're all working on that right now because, and that's we want to get rid of the gotchas. That when you have to slow down a a, a a video of someone making a right on red to show that's a violation, it's not a violation if you need to slow it down. 
okay? And we need to take a look at these the school bus cameras. I feel that's something that has, has gotten out of hand. I agree 100%. If you pass a stop school bus and, and, and blatantly do that, endangering the, the, the health and safety of, of, of our children and young adults, you deserve to get, get that $250 fine. But there's many gotchas that are happening out there with, with you know, roadways that are, that are main roadways. At the last minute, the school bus driver turns on their lights and then turns on the red light before anyone has a, a chance to react on a different direction. And it wouldn't be imperiling the, the health and safety of, of, of these children. We need to take a look at that. And that's one of the things that we're going to be addressing as well, uh, so, some of the pitfalls that, that, that have occurred from that, the school bus camera uh, program. So, um, you know, it's, it's about public safety and it's holding people accountable, but it's also about getting rid of those gotchas, which gets underneath the skin of each and every one of us. Not, Kevin, everybody, nothing irks me more than that. And, of course, the uh, commuter fare hikes on the LIRR, people know that. Uh, you really want to get under my skin, bring that stuff up. These red light cameras, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's absurd. It really is. I mean, you could yeah. stop, make the turn, and still get ticketed for like a zillion dollars. It just makes no sense. It's a money grab. And basically, because the county yeah. was in a deficit forever. You know, I mean, that's really what it was about. It was a $30 million deal to plug a hole, you know? And it wasn't right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in a better place financially now. We don't have to rely on gotchas to balance our budget. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Kim McCaffrey, presiding officer. Suffolk County Legislature, busy at hand here, of course, the panel of six in play, hopefully getting some answers and uh, figuring it all out. Uh, Can't thank you enough on a very busy morning for you, my friend. Appreciate it all. Thank you very much, Jay. Anytime.